0: Jimmy's Table- Hey everybody, you're listening to the Jimmy's Table podcast, Jimmy'stable.com. I'm your host, Jimmy Humphrey, where I like to have conversations about faith, life, culture, and sometimes food. So in today is episode 56 in which I'm going to talk about what should I do with my coronavirus stimulus check from the IRS. If you're like me and many millions of other Americans, as a result of the CARES Act that the government in America um, put together and passed recently uh, in response to the coronavirus pandemic and the economic shutdown that we are having as a result of it, uh, you have probably been a household that has received um, your IRS stimulus check. On I know I personally received mine on April 15th. So Christmas came early this year, folks, ho, 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 Um, and uh, my wife and I, we received uh, the bailout stimulus money that the government has given us, Um, you know, and as kind of a libertarian individual, I was kind of a little conflicted with this, but, um, you know, perhaps that came as a result of conditioning from the government um, (laughs) to make me feel weird about the government giving me my money. Um, but I have to remember, you know, at the end of the day, this is my money that the government is returning me. I have paid my quote-unquote fair share of taxes uh, for my entire adult life. And most years, um, because of my personal financial situation, uh, my wife and I usually owe a little bit money to the government. Um, not every year. Sometimes we get money back, but uh, often we also owe. So, uh, you know, I'm more than happy to take my money that I've been sending to the IRS for years now uh, and taking a little bit of a refund back from them because I feel I definitely pay my fair share of taxes uh, to the government. So there, there's that. But you know, all the, getting all this money kind of begs the question, well, what should I do with this sudden windfall of money that I've received back from the government? How should I handle it as an individual? How should I handle it as a household? Um, Of course, not everybody received um, a stimulus check from the IRS this week. And, you know, there's some exceptions to that. And your personal situation may be different. I do know some people that aren't even going to qualify for this. However, I am, you know, in today's podcast, ultimately asking what you should ultimately do if you did receive one, and maybe even a broader question of what you should not be doing with your money during this time, and uh, also just in general, how should you handle your personal finances in the middle of this sudden economic downturn and pandemic that we are experiencing, in which I believe 15 or 20 million people have already lost their jobs um, putting us at an unemployment rate, I believe about, you know, 15% or so depending on the exact calculation, but that information still, uh, being crunched by the government. So I won't, you know, say what the unofficial, uh, I won't say what the official unemployment rate is, but you know, definitely gets people thinking, what should I do with this money? At this time, you know, this is a sudden large windfall, especially, you know, if you have two adults and several children in your house, it could be easily several thousand dollars that you just received from Uncle Sam um, during this pandemic. Um, So today, I just want to do a little of thinking out loud ultimately about this issue. And I just want to offer this caveat that uh, everything I say regarding today's topic, you know, is regarding personal finance. And it is always... Important to remember the first rule about personal finance is that personal finance is, well, personal. Um, Everybody has their own unique personal situation that they're going through. My situation may not be your situation and vice versa. Um, But, you know, I'm hoping today to provide some general financial uh, advice and suggestions and tips on how to handle this crisis from a financial uh, standpoint personal financial standpoint. Of course, at the end of the day, you're going to have to do what's best for you and your situation may not ultimately apply. However, I'm hoping that uh, maybe it does and that this podcast will be a benefit to you. Um, So if it is, be sure to like this and share this with others. I'm really hoping that this will help uh, people in the midst of this financial crisis. And I've tried to think long and hard about this, especially in light of my own personal financial situation. Um... But let me also put this out there as a disclaimer. These opinions are my personal opinions and not reflective of my employer or any other person. These opinions are offered merely as food for financial thought um, and helpful suggestions. Before taking any of this advice here, please consult with a certified professional, uh, certified financial professional accountant or lawyer. Um, so there, there's that. Then you could also say these are also enter- offered for entertainment purposes only, which is something I've seen a lot of financial uh, podcast blogs and stuff offer over the years. So I'm going to put that disclaimer out there uh, just as a general catch-all. I hope you find this entertaining um, at the end of the day, but I hope you also find it you know, personally financial beneficial to you. But at the end of the day, make your own choices. Consult with professionals um, And uh, Oh yeah, stay away from Dave Ramsey. (laughs) Anyway, um, so here's some fundamental assumptions that I'm going to make in today's podcast before we get into the, the depths of this. First, I'm going to kind of assume here that the economic impact that the coronavirus is going to have on us here in America is going to be long, it's going to be drawn out, and it's going to be painful for a lot of people. I personally suspect that this is going to be Uh, kind of plaguing us for at least a year or two. And depending on the responses of the government in each locality and at the federal level, uh, we may see things drawn out for even longer than that. The Great Depression happened a long time ago and it happened for many, many years uh, that America spent carving itself out. Um, But I'm going to operate under the assumption that this is going to happen for at least a year or two, maybe a little longer. I'm also going to assume that you qualified here for a stimulus check from the Treasury Department. I'm going to assume that the IRS, uh, if it didn't already send you the money and deposit it into your bank account on April 15th, that the quote-unquote check is in the mail and that it's coming to you in one form or another and that you ultimately qualify for this stimulus check or bailout money or however you want to phrase it. And uh, this podcast is going today to assume that you are presently working or receiving some sort of furlough pay, or at the very least, receiving unemployment benefits um, as a result of being unemployed because because of uh, COVID-19. So without further ado, making these sort of disclaimers and these assumptions, um, I'm going to offer here now seven tips for managing your personal finances during this pandemic. Point number one, according to your unique ability, continue to give to your church, your favorite local charities, and try to identify those in need to help them financially. At the end of the day, folks, we need to be individuals who lead the way in a life of generosity. I believe generosity is one of the most important things you can include in your personal finances. And that as uh, God's people, that we are ultimately called to not just be individuals who do nothing but consume and hoard and build bigger barns for ourselves, but that we are to live lives of generosity first and foremost, when it comes to our personal finances. If you believe in a practice tithing, you know, I would encourage you to do that. But even if you don't believe in that practice, um, you know, still continue giving to the church um, if you are a Christian and um, being very generous. Maybe even send a little extra uh, to your church because I believe we will eventually emerge from all the lockdowns that we are in. And while I believe the church will ultimately take a different shape in um, and, and many ways, at the end of the day, when it comes to what we see uh, on the other side of whatever this crisis and lockdown looks like, um, I believe that we still need to continue giving to the work of the Lord and whatever that looks like in your personal life and situation. Um, but if you aren't a Christian, and you don't give to your church, you know, continue to identify um, other worthy charities and organizations to help give to, whether that is supporting the local art community. Or, you know, Habitat for Humanity, your local food pantry, or whatever. At the end of the day, um, I believe you reap what you sow. um, And I believe that, uh, first and foremost, we should be individuals who love others um, before we even love ourselves. So let us continue being generous and looking for ways to be generous. You know, this is especially important in the midst of an economic slowdown and in a pandemic. So look out for others um, while also looking out for yourself. Point number two, save as much money as you can. If you have the means to do so, try to stash away whatever money the government has sent you. Um, and if you have the means to do so, continue to build up an emergency fund if possible. If you did not do this previously in the midst of all the economic prosperity that we were experiencing largely as a country, um, assuming you weren't living paycheck to paycheck previously and you weren't in complete financial ruin, um, you know, continue to build up an emergency fund. Most personal finance folks recommend three to six months of emergency expenses um, stashed in cash for whatever drought may ultimately come. So if you have not been working towards that um, up to this point in your life, I would highly recommend that you take that money and save it as much as you can. Um, That might be a little hard, and you may have to look at uh, slashing some unnecessary expenses in your life and really you know, sticking to a budget. Uh, but honestly, I think maybe right now it might be easier to save more than ever, especially if you continue to have uh, funds coming in because most of us, if we are working, and many of us are probably working from home, we're probably not commuting as much. We're definitely not going on any trips or vacations anytime soon. Um, we're probably uh, spending less in gas. We're probably eating less at restaurants. So I would venture to say, assuming you still have funds coming in, you probably have a couple extra hundred dollars uh, of disposable cash um, that you did not have before because you're not spending money on gas, you're not eating at restaurants, you're not going to movies, you're not going to the club, um, and uh, you're probably not out and about shopping and doing some retail therapy as much as you used to. So, you know, look at your, your, look at your personal finances, look at your budget, um, and see what more you can't set aside on top of whatever the government is sending you. Uh, try to save as aggressively as possible. And I believe this to be especially important because if this thing is going to be long and drawn out for at least a year or two, um, you know, we are all probably going to have at some point a threat to our economic well-being. And so we need to be prepared for that eventuality Um, if you have not experienced that eventuality already and being unemployed. Point number three. Consider, consider. Now, this is not something Dave Ramsey would recommend, but this is something I'm recommending. Consider taking out a personal line of credit to create an additional buffer between you and complete financial disaster. If at the end of the day, You become unemployed and you start running out of money, you know, it would be a good idea to, uh, you know, use the old adage of using other people's monies or OPM (laughs) um, to burn through um, on top of whatever cash reserves you may have or to at least help temporarily smooth over any interruptions or sudden spikes of uh, expenses um, that you may be forced to handle during this time. I know Dave Ramsey would probably frown on this again. And this might be a little controversial uh, for you. But, you know, if we're talking about a possible complete economic meltdown um, and disastrous times coming on us, if the world is going to burn down and all the money is going to dry up, um, it is best to have as much line of credit available to you to help weather that storm, whether it is a temporary storm or something, uh, that's longer. Because if at the end of the day, you don't know how to put food on the table, um, and you don't know how you're going to get through the next day, if you have a personal line of credit out there, um, I would recommend, uh, you know, utilizing that during this time. Yes, of course that, you know, means taking out debt, um, but a personal line of credit, usually you can obtain them pretty easily from a bank or a credit uh, agency of some sort. Um, you know, and I would recommend it over a credit card. One, because personal lines of credit tend to be extremely low at their interest rates. Usually you're looking at an interest rate of you know, no more than 8 to 10% depending on you know, your personal cre- credit history and all that sort of stuff. Um, but uh, that's definitely cheaper than the alternative of maxing out your credit cards at 25% interest or 30% interest. So if you, at the end of the day, are going to be in a situation where you may possibly have cash liquidity issues, um, or you've suddenly lost your job, or you've suddenly seen a cutback in hours and you don't know how you're going to make it, um, you know, a personal line of credit, which, you know, at the end of the day, a bank could cancel or greatly reduce depending on how banks are managing um, lines of credit. Um, but at the end of the day, if you qualify, I highly recommend you take one out if you have not already. Because at the end of the day, if you need to create a bigger buffer between you and complete disaster and starving and not having enough uh, money to put food on the table or pay for utilities or what have you, um, you know, a personal line of credit could be a last line of resort um, to something for you to access in case of a terrible, terrible emergency um, in which you maybe don't have the cash on hand to handle. Um, so, you know, if you're worried about temporary cash flow issues, definitely consider a line of credit. Point number four. During this time, be very strategic and make targeted purchases. Many small local businesses that are currently suffering, especially restaurants and local retailers. I know where I live, um, the, the town I particularly live in, if I were to go down to the main strip of this town, it is nothing but mom-and-pop shops um, as far as the eye can see. There are no national chains or big businesses in this locality. And I sit there and think during this time, it really tugs at my heart because I know some of these business people that operate some of these shops, and it tugs at my heart to think, man, I know uh, one of them was talking about recently on Facebook how they've seen a decrease in daily revenue from anywhere from 40 to 70% of their normal revenues. Um, So your local mom and pop shops, they are hurting, and frankly, they don't have the resources that large retailers and national chains have in order to endure um, financial hardships. And many of these local mom-and-pop shops, they employ tens of millions of people throughout our economy, and some of them have already started to have to let go of their employees or greatly reduce their hours and things of that nature. So I would highly encourage you that since many of these people don't have Uh, the ability to endure more than a month or two of economic downturn and things being frozen and greatly reduced. Um, And even if, you know, the economy were to start trickling back open and, you know, the government starts implementing baby step type procedures in order to slowly open up the economy during the midst of this coronavirus pandemic, the extreme social distancing guidelines that the government will probably suggest during this time would still leave Lots of restaurants and small businesses with greatly reduced um, occupancy levels and uh, your local mom-and-pop restaurant or bar or coffee shop or whatever may not be allowed to have the normal amount of business still just the same, even if they are able to open. Um, So even then, they will continue to suffer economically. And ultimately, at the end of the day, if those businesses go out of business, um, all the jobs of all the people that they previously employed – Uh, will be permanently destroyed and it will ultimately make the economic downturn even worse as those jobs will be jobs that never ever come back um, as a result of those businesses going out of business. So I would encourage you definitely make strategic and targeted purchases. Look at who you're buying from um, and consider the impact that it may have on them. So go to your local mom and pop place instead of getting takeout from Chili's or Applebee's. Um, And frankly, you know, in my personal opinion, the world could, uh, I would be a little bit happier if we had uh, a few less Chili's and Applebee's type places to eat at. But hey, that's my personal opinion. But at the end of the day, try to see what you can do to support your local mom and pop places because they will have the hardest time enduring um, this downturn at the end of the day. Point number five, considering temporarily, depending on your situation, suspending your long-term financial investments, including contributions to your IRA and 401k. I believe the immediate um, impact of this crisis, the crisis at hand because of the coronavirus and economic downturn, is of immediate greater concern for all of us than what our personal finances and ability to retire will be in 30 or 40 years. So even if you are getting a personal match from your employer, I would suggest, and this is just a suggestion, this may be a very controversial suggestion at that, and I understand why. Um, so even if you're getting an employer match of whatever you put into your 401k, you know, your temporary... Uh, short-term savings, financial savings to in your ability to endure a financial crisis, um, that's probably going to be more important than whether or not you have money to retire with 30 to 40 years from now. I believe things will eventually pick back up at some point in time in which you can then uh, proceed with your you know regular IRA and 401k contributions. Um, and you definitely need to still continue to think long-term about your finances. But um, unless you are just floating in cash, um, I believe that uh, it does you very little good to contribute to your IRA or 401k, especially since that money is probably just going to get destroyed right now anyway with all the 3 and 6% daily up-crease intake or, uh, increases in um, <laughs> the stock market as well as then sudden plunges. So uh, a lot of that money will probably just get destroyed and you'll just simply be throwing good money after bad um, as it gets sloshed around and destroyed in funds that go up and down, up and down, up and down, and then suddenly down. Um, And I believe you will still have plenty of opportunity in the coming months uh, and years to buy stocks at highly discounted prices um, and uh, you will be fine. But long-term or short-term, rather, you should probably be thinking about um, the more immediate concerns as well, of course, as your ability um, to contribute charitably to others. You know, I think right now your 401k and IRA will probably hurt your ability to, um, you know, help mom and pop shops and to contribute to charities uh, as well as helping individuals. So, you know, maybe for at least three or four months, maybe six months, maybe even a year, temporarily consider consider um, reducing or cutting out altogether your long-term financial investments, contributions to 401k and uh, IRA. Of course, you know, consider again your own individual personal financial situation. This advice may not be for everybody. Um, and uh, But, you know, at the end of the day, I believe the more immediate short-term issues that we are facing are greater than you know what you're thinking about in 30 or 40 years so if you can get some extra cash flow as a result of temporarily suspending um your 401k um contributions then do that and do that until you get to your three to six months emergency savings and then maybe after that maybe you can reconsider putting uh money back into the the market um and you'll probably be better in the country will probably be in a better place for you at the time um But so, yeah, that's my suggestion for now. Point number six, avoid major purchases like buying a house or buying a car, remodeling, home renovations, purchasing appliances, doing large landscaping projects, and all that fun stuff. Because at the end of the day, this all is probably going to be an exercise in futility and the throwing of good money after bad. Especially if things get really bad. You know, you may see sharp declines in the housing market in the months to come, and you may end up upside down. Um, Likewise, with your car, probably not the best time to be going out and buying a car right now. Although you probably could find pretty attractive pricing, as I'm sure dealers are extremely desperate. To start selling the large inventory of cars that they have sitting on their lots right now, and you probably have a lot of very hungry um, car dealers out there. However, none of us are really driving anywhere right now. My wife and I were working from home, and uh, you know, having a car payment right now may not be the best idea. Uh, so, if you already have a car paid off, you know, keep driving the one you have paid off. Um, especially considering you're probably not driving much of anywhere. Likewise, um, remodeling and renovations and uh, purchasing major appliances um, and doing enhancements to the landscaping of your property, probably not a good idea right now simply because one, those are extremely expensive purchases. Um, And two, you know, if at the end of this you become unemployed um, and, you know, maybe eventually lose your house um, whenever they let up, on the deferral programs that they have out there, forbearance programs and stuff, which we'll talk about a little bit more in just a second. Um, But at the end of the day, if you lose your home in a year or two because of the economic downturn, you know it's a reality, unfortunately, many people will probably be faced with, um, you probably won't want to have thrown all that money into a house that you lost. Um, So I would say consider putting off any sort of, remodels, renovations, um, major upgrades and stuff like that, because, well, I'd hate for you to be losing all that, Um, especially if housing prices plunge uh, in the coming months or year or two, and there's, you know, a possible chance they might. So maybe consider putting off some of those, um, those long, those types of uh, investments that we often make in our homes and other things. Tip number seven. If things get really, really bad for you, I highly suggest you pick up the motto about kicking the proverbial can down the road and that you ultimately request whatever special forbearance or repayment plans that may be out there for your mortgage, your rent, your auto, credit cards, payments, medical bills, utility bills, etc. And while you know, doing those things may ultimately create some long-term issues for you as depending on the uniqueness of your situation when it comes to your mortgage, your rent, your credit cards, your automobile payments, uh, medical bills, utility bills, etc. cetera. Uh, different lenders have different guidelines. Different landlords have different guidelines. Different utility companies have different guidelines. But at the end of the day, if you kick the can down the road, um you'll at least live and have the opportunity to fight another day. And while this may create potential long-term problems uh, in and of themselves, as again, everybody's program and forbearance program and stuff that they have is unique, um, you know, let that be tomorrow's problem. Um, Because during the middle of a crisis, you're ultimately thinking about how do I get through today? Uh, And tomorrow's, Problems are their own problems in and of themselves. So uh, focus on what you can better do for yourself financially today, and ultimately worry about those problems down the road. Um, because you'll probably find, and it'll probably play out to be true, that the government is going to be granting lots of forbearance programs, lots of repayment programs. They're probably going to make it and imp- continue to make it impossible for banks to foreclose and for um for renters. Uh, to get evicted by their landlords from their properties. A lot of utility bill companies are gonna continue to work with customers, because at the end of the day, if people don't have the money, um, and you have lots of unemployed people out there who can't afford to rent or buy or anything like that, it doesn't make too much sense for banks to kick people out of their homes, or for um, renters to evict their tenants if there's nobody else out there to um, you know, take their place. And it's probably going to be a while before people have the ability to do that. So use it to use these forbearance programs that exist out there. Um, work with your landlord if you if you lose your job because of COVID-19 or you've had your hours reduced or whatever. You know, let everybody you that you owe money to know um, and see what you sort of sweetheart deal you can't work out with them. I think right now you'll probably find there's a lot of generosity going around from a lot of these banks, depending on the type of mortgage you have. Um, as well as landlords, credit card companies, automobile payments, uh, loans, medical bills, uh, utility companies. You're going to find a lot of generosity out there. You're going to find um, people willing to work with you more than ever. Of course, you know, depending on the program, they may demand that when your forbearance is up that you pay all three months of uh, payments back at once. Um, But maybe not. And that's going to depend on your unique situation. But at the end of the day, if we're all going down uh, the toilet, you know, whatever you can do to create space and distance and margin between you and disaster um, should be preferred. And if you can delay payments, um, you know, see what you can do to delay payments. You have to look out for yourself at the end of the day. And, um, you know, while you should honor your contracts and while you should, you know, seek to pay back all your debtors and all that sort of stuff, you know, the Bible does talk negatively about those who borrow and do not repay, Um, you know, if at the end of the day you have to put food in your stomach um, and uh, clothes on your back and take care of your family, those issues ultimately take precedent over whether or not you have, um, you know, lived up to your contractual obligations as important as those may be. So if you're going to have to choose one over the other, Put food in your stomach. That is the most important thing. Put a roof over your head, clothes on your back, and do whatever you do can do in order to um, delay uh, any sort of inevitable disaster. Um, so that's my suggestion is that. And I make that suggestion as somebody who makes a living as a mortgage underwriter. And while I would love for you to com- continue paying uh, the banks um, because, you know, at the end of the day, I get paid from the banks and my ability as a mortgage underwriter depends highly upon people taking out mortgages and paying those mortgages back um, and continuing to take out new mortgages at the end of the day. Um, You know, that's my personal suggestion. It may not be in the best interest of my employer uh, for me to make that suggestion. So, you know, I will fully say my employer would probably maybe disagree, but I don't know. I haven't asked their opinion on that. And uh, that's my personal opinion at the end of the day so do what you can to pay your bills by all means i'm very interested in not losing my job and getting laid off um, because everybody suddenly decided to stop paying their mortgage because of covid 19. um but uh you know you know at the end of the day there's so many dominoes that could potentially fall um do what you can to mitigate the disaster of the domino falling on you and uh that's my recommendation for today So everybody, this has been Jimmy Humphrey with episode 56 of the Jimmy's Table podcast about what to do with your government stimulus check. Uh, Hope whatever you're able to do, you're able to put it uh, into good use and that these seven tips have helped you not only think about what you will do with your stimulus check, but how you will manage your personal finances in the midst of this terrible crisis that we're going through as the country uh, and across the world. I'd also recommend you check out the show notes at jimmystable.com for episode 56, where I recommend some other additional listening for you on some other financial podcast stuff that I have put together in the past um, on this podcast. I have a couple of shows out there um, that I think you may find of interest. So check out the the show notes for jimmystable.com. Again, everybody, this has been Jimmy Humphrey at Jimmy'sTable.com. Email me, jimmy at I'm on Facebook. I'm on Twitter. Uh, reach out to me. I'd love to hear from you. And again, if you've liked this show, share it with a friend. I hope it can be a blessing to somebody else in their life. And uh, that together, at the end of the day, we'll get through all this. And we'll come out, hopefully, um, in a better place as a result of all of what we're going through. Take care, everybody. God bless. And see you soon. Air Smudge